Hey everyone, this is Jordan. I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who have become a monthly financial supporter of Great Light Studios on Patreon. Your support is a huge help in allowing me to have the time and resources to keep making videos to help those who have been impacted by the World Mission Society Church of God. If you see the value of the content being produced through Great Light Studios and you want to help us continue to make more, then would you consider becoming a monthly supporter on Patreon? You can join for as little as $2 a month, and for every level of support, you get different perks like early access to videos and exclusive content. I know that there's still a ton of work that needs to be done and so many resources that need to be created to help those who are negatively affected by the WMSCOG. Compared to other cult groups, this group is still fairly new to arrive on the scene which means that there are still very few resources out there responding to them or providing help to those who have been impacted by this high demand, high control cult. I'm committed to continue doing what I can to help current and ex-members as well as family and friends who have lost loved ones to the WMSCOG. I also hope to expand our content in the near future to provide resources for other cult groups like the Shinshianji cult which is another South Korean cult with a lot of similarities to the WMSCOG. Any amount of monthly support you might want to give goes a long way in helping content and resources to continue to be made. To become a monthly supporter, simply go to patreon.com slash greatlightstudios or click on the link in the description of this episode. Again, thank you to all of our patrons and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Aung San Hong, uh, he was a false teacher uh, for teaching a lot of different things that are obviously unbiblical. Um, Steve, you already mentioned that he was married and had children. And so- I wanna, I wanna mention something right, about and, that one. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, kind of clarify that because I know there's, that's another place where there's probably conflicting information. Um, so clarify that really quick. Yeah, so the, so the thing is, because um, I was baptized in the World Mission Society Church of God in 2007. So in 2007, from 2007 until uh, I think about 2012, 2013, um, when the examining site was created, we were we were told that he he I mean he wasn't married, that he didn't have children, um, and the evidence of that is still carried out throughout. It is still found carried in the new song book where it says you know he was alone for 37 years he preached alone for 37 years um basically just over and over again that he was alone that he did everything by himself and um when i left the church i had actually asked this question you know what does that mean that he was you know um alone if he was married and had children and the answer i was given was oh they didn't financially support him that's what it means by he was alone and I was like, no, that's that's not what, no. Um, and uh, so not only that, but um, um, the church, had, you know, this was something else that the church had covered up. And once the examining site came out and on the examining site, they have, you know, a, an actual third party translated census. Um, where it shows An Sang Hong, like his birth date, his parents' names, all his children's birth dates, his marriage date, who he was married to. I mean, once that came out, like they couldn't, 
they couldn't deny that he had, you know, children and he was married. And then so their explanation to that became like, well, why can't he be married and have children? And they show that verse in Hebrew that says he has to be made like us in every way. But the thing is, if that information hadn't come out on the examining site, I can guarantee right. you they would still be running that rhetoric that he was not married. He would not did not have it's children. So he did everything it's alone so for 37 sketchy. years. Yeah, so that's the... They that's keep actually, on changing the history. Yeah, and it's a sign of, you know, that's a big sign of, like, a narcissistic, high-demand, cult-like group is is gaslighting, you know, because they very clearly taught something for so long that he was not married, that he did not have children, and then once that information becomes available, they denied that they never even said that, and they said, well, what does it matter? Why are you focused on the... They, they throw it back on the person Well, they did the same the thing about being a Buddhist, yeah, that's a big one. I that, that one. I know you've shown this in previous videos too, Jordan. And I know uh, Jeremy um, has shown that's this too. Is that um, can you can you can you screen share that one? I think I sent you that link. Um, yep, let me see. It's from actually. I had to use the the Wayback Machine to find that because it was on the church's website, but they actually removed it. And they um, actually, I want to find another link too. The um, they keep changing their history. They change things out of their books. They test. They change the history. I mean, if you're a current member of the church and watching this, you're only going to believe what you're being told today. But if you were in the church 10 years ago, you'd believe something very different. And, you know, for five years from now, it'll probably be something different again. They keep rewriting the history on you. They're not an honest organization. Yeah. Ooh. All right, Kelsey, here's that, that link. Okay, so let me go back to yours. Let me go back to the screen because um, there's another link I want to send you. Um, but okay, so can you go to the yes? Yeah, scroll down. Keep going. Keep going. Um, keep going. Okay, there, there. So the paragraph where it says um, Christ on Song Hong is the one, right? Mm -hmm. So this is this this is this is using the Wayback Machine, which is like a, a site that allows you to look at other sites, you know, at a specific point in time. So this so is it's basically at, hold on. So it's basically just explain what the Wayback is. So when the internet you know changes an article, it basically captures what was around that year then. So even though something may be changed, you can go back in this Wayback Machine and see what was written like 10 years before. It's a screenshot. It's basically a capturing of that site at an earlier date. Mm -hmm. yes. so, so the point of that, why that's significant is because that we are showing you right here what the World Mission Society Church of God used to officially teach. Used this is to enough. say. This was uh, their web page yeah. from what year? From um, it was like the top 2009. There, 2009. February 2009. So this is how the Watt TV or the, the church used to, the church site used to say, Zion used to say, this was what it says, but now it's all been taken down and hidden. Yeah, so this is, again, this is like a, an official church site, ZionUSA.org. Members will know this, right? Especially long-term members will know this. I think now they're more, state. I mean, they have like so many different sites by location now to drown out the, the Google, algorithm, <laughs> Google algorithm. But um, so here it says, in the, so, again, this is a screen share from, you know, February 4th, 2009, right? So, this is what they, they had on their site. It's not there anymore, but this is what they had on their site in 2009. It says, Christ on Sang Hong is the one who satisfied the conditions of Melchizedek by coming in the flesh to South Korea in 1918. When Christ on Sang Hong was born, the majority of the population of Korea was either Buddhist or Confucian. 
there was no trace of Christianity in Korea during the, during the ni- early 1900s. It was impossible for Christ on Sang Hong to have to be born in a household of Christian or believers. Christ on Sang Hong was born to a Buddhist family. As a result, he fulfilled the condition of Melchizedek being without father or mother. It says directly, not like, oh, he could have been. It says he was born to a Buddhist family, right? So, Jordan, I just sent you a, a link in the the chat. Um, can you open up the link I just sent you? Yep. Because this is a site that was created by the church as well. It's called the truewmscog.com. Um so if you could open up this, this site was actually created in response to, um, to the examining site being created. Um, and so you can see the title of this article, right? Christ on Song Hong was not Buddhist. And then can you scroll down? It says, I don't, it says, so it starts off. I don't know how many times I've had to explain to people that Christ on Song Hong was not, was Buddhist, was not Buddhist. Seriously, there are so many websites and individuals out there saying that Christ on Song Hong was either Buddhist or that he was born to Buddhist parents. Well, what site said that? The church's site said that. Yeah. Zion I, USA. I like how in this, this second sentence here, he says, let me ask a simple question. Can you give any evidence that Christ on Song Hong yeah, and or his parents you. were Buddhist? Unbelievable. Well, yeah. yeah, go back to, well, we're not, but the WMSCOG but, gives you evidence. <laughs> But not only that, but I know there's a line in here that I want to show. So it says, I guess the answer is no. There's no evidence whatsoever. The only source they point to is Christ on Sung Hong Wikipedia entry. And it says, by the way, Wikipedia is not the most reliable source of information, especially about Christ on Sung Hong. That's funny because they, if you see the older evidence book, the, the skinnier version, they cite Wikipedia left and right. But can- right. Yeah, let me make a comment. So a lot of people don't get this about Buddhism because I study Buddhism pretty intently, intensely. And a lot of people will say that, oh, Buddhists, you know, they believe in gods. No, they don't. Buddhism is an atheistic religion or so they'll, they'll call it non-theistic. Some people say it's a philosophy, not a religion. And it's basically it's non-theistic. So Buddhism does not believe in God or does not believe in the soul. You know, they're naturalistic. So uh, that's a thing. It's like, you know, it's, it's interesting. If he was a Buddhist a chunk of his life before becoming a Seventh-day Adventist, you know, uh, here is God not believing in God, you know? <laughs> Buddhists are non-theistic. No God, no soul. Oh, you know what? And people can always you, argue with me and they say, look it up and they find it. Can you actually, you know what? Can you, can you, can you screen share again really quick? I want to I wanna show a comment at the bottom. Um, oh, let me make my screen bigger. Um, so can you scroll down a little bit more to the, to the comment section? Just a little bit more. It's going to be the third comment. Uh, yeah, Paul Francis Das. So this is what Paul Francis Das says. Thank you so much for this post. I am an LO. So actually, this is just a name posted on here. I don't know if this is a real name, but um, thank you so much for this post. I'm an Elohist and an active member of the Church of God. I have seen many people in my church, even leading members, spreading this wrong idea about Christ on Sang parents being Buddhist. Now the reality is known. I hope this nonsense will soon come to an end. Do you know why leading members spread this wrong idea about <laughs> Christ on Sang Where do they get it from? The church. When I first learned how to preach about Melchizedek back in 2008, that's a point I was taught to bring up. And I know other members, I think like Isabella in her video, she brought this up too. 
And so it's it's because we were taught that. And that's, you know, this is catching the church in its own lie. So again, the, you know, the true church wouldn't need to, you know, cover up their own lies. They're dishonest they organization. Jehovah's Witnesses do the same thing. Yeah. They said 1925, you know, they predicted the end of the world. They say, you know, we have more evidence that 1925, this is the Jehovah's Witnesses, mm -hmm. we have more evidence uh, that 1925 will be the end than even Noah had of the coming flood. And then when 1925 came along, it said, you know, uh, Satan has injected into the minds of his followers that 1925 will see an end to the work. Come on. Mm -hmm. It was the organization teaching that a book called Millions Not Living Will Live or Die. They taught it for years and years. And then they, of yeah. course, they try to blame it on the members. Oh, you awful people. Yeah. That's what cults do. Organization is never wrong. It's always the followers. Yeah. Yep. And, and it, that's why that's why it's a common, you know narcissistic high demand cult-like tactic gaslighting you know making you think that you were wrong so they do. thinking and and it, it messes with because like when i was a member of the the world mission society church of god you know i i was you know i thought like oh you know if this is a cult like i don't care right um you know i was like in my head i'm like oh you know christianity can, can be considered a cult i don't care but the thing is is actually you should care because the the effects of cults on you like psychologically really does a lot of damage and it's not until you you know once you leave that environment and once you start looking into you know cult tactics um from from experts who have spent you know decades studying this subject that you really realize that oh this did have an effect on me this was actually pretty dangerous psychologically and so it's yeah the world mission society church of god you know hits every checkpoint yep. of a high demand group there you go so right, Jordan. a few other points and let's move through these quickly and, and try to wrap this up so he became a seventh-day adventist um are there any quick comments we want to make on messed that messed up church yeah obviously counter counter beliefs to what the world mission society church of god teaches so it's just again it begs the question if 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 this is god why would he be joined to Buddhism and Seventh-day Adventism. They have a, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, in regards to the Seventh-day Adventist church, they um, they have a study um, that's called the Seven Churches um, in the Book of Revelation. And they say that the Church of Laodicea, I don't know the correct pronunciation, that's how they pronounce it. The Church of Laodicea is referring to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And they say from that prophecy, that explains why he had to be baptized in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, that it was an actual prophecy. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next point would be that he didn't believe in Heavenly Mother. Uh, he did not believe in Mother mm -hmm. God. Not only did he not believe in her, he vehemently taught against that doctrine. Um, he never rose from the dead or ascended, but what he did do was There was, was an unpublished died. book about that. About what now? Oh, yes, yes. No, there was Mother. an unpublished book. And what was that one called? Problems with the New Jerusalem yep. and the veils, right? And the he goes into great detail. Published. We've done that on a pre- yeah, that one was we've published. done that previous episode. Yeah, right, but not, well, published. they don't publish it now. I mean, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, not by the WCUG. I mean, it's just, just another example by of his old church stuff. 
Right. But in that book, the whole point of the book is to say, hey, there is no Heavenly Mother. And right. for people who haven't mm-hmm. seen that video, uh, which is that's why we're covering this Ansung Hong now, Contrast with Christ. He basically said anyone who believes in a Heavenly Mother is delusional, is out of their mm-hmm. mind. There is no Heavenly Mother. He hammers that point throughout his book. And, uh, and know, he didn't say the church teaches it, but Ansung Hong. Well, he didn't say that. He didn't say that any because the the WM the World Mission Society Church of God they say that oh that book is directed at Umsuing right so he doesn't say the idea of Umsuing being God the Mother is delusional he says the idea of a God the Mother is delusional right he says that's the unchanging yeah. truth of God so that's another we've yes. talked about that a lot yeah uh, I think there's probably going to be a link to that that book in the video description but. Aung San Hong did not, you know, one of the core doctrines of the World Mission Society Church of God, Aung San Hong, refuted uh, clearly. Um, again, he died. Romans, uh, it's Romans 6, um, 9, that says that Christ uh, was raised from the dead. He cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. So... Very, very specifically, and this this is Not one of those places where, where yeah, this is one of those places where the way they wiggle out of that verse, I can't even remember what the explanation is that I was given to that, but I've I've been given an explanation to that by by members um, at different times, and and it's just one of those places where it's like you have to do so many mental gymnastics and, and <laughs> twist and contort the text so much. Uh, that it's just obvious they're trying to to get out of out of a verse that clearly contradicts uh, something. So Ong Song Hong died, in spite of the fact that the New Testament says Christ would or cannot not die again. Your translation die again. Um, and he 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 never fulfilled any real prophecies. Emphasis on real prophecies, and the reason we say that is because as Kelsey said before, there's a lot of made up invented prophecies uh for, for example i think the idea that the fig tree in in matthew that that's a prophecy is is a load of baloney to be honest i mean you look at it and yeah. you see you look at the same the same example the same situation in luke where jesus tells the same parable of the fig tree and, and he says something specific he says uh uh, learn the the parable or the the analogy or something of the fig tree. He doesn't say, mm-hmm. "Listen to the prophecy of the fig tree." He says, "This is a parable." Um, it was simply a way of saying, "Look, you, you know that when when trees leaves they start to fall. You know that, or, uh, or or is it the other way around?" He says, "You you can know by by the way trees are behaving. You know that the the seasons are about to change." And so in the same way, when you see all these things, you know, wars, famines, all these things, you know that the end is near. He's not making a prophecy. He's giving a simple uh, Yeah, they say the fig tree is Israel. Example. So they're saying, yeah, they're trying to say the fig tree is right. Israel there. But that's not the point when you read the passage closely, like point. Jordan said. It's not talking about anything at all but Israel. Just saying, just as a fig tree, you know when the time is there. Know by my signs I'm telling you about when I'm going to return. That's it. Yeah, and, and that's not to say that that's not prophet. to say that the fig tree doesn't ever represent Israel. Because I think there's times where the fig tree does, but I think that's totally missing the point of what Jesus was trying to convey. Absolutely, the fig tree, the fig tree prophecy um, is not. It's just not a prophecy. 
Um, and and the same thing, um, real quick, another example of, of, of a prophecy, again, why I emphasize that Aung San Hong never fulfilled real prophecies, would be the, the, the David prophecy, the 40, you know, the 40 year prophecy. Um, the question I always 37. ask members, and I've, I've never gotten a, a good uh, explanation for or answer to is, where in the Bible does it say that there is a a forty year prophecy or, or a prophecy that would say Christ must the Christ must reign for forty years? Um, it's it's just one of those places where it's assumed that this is a prophecy because David reigned for forty years, although his his reign was divided into I think he reigned was it thirteen years, Steve? Are are you familiar with that? He reigned thirteen years over over a portion of the kingdom and and thirty some years over over the rest. I can't remember the numbers exactly. The, yeah, but 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 that's interesting because if you're going to take David's forty year reign and say that's a prophecy of what Christ will do, well then that division where David reigned over um, a certain portion uh, for a certain amount of time and then he finished the forty years. Uh, the forty so the forty years was made up of two separate time periods of reigning over two separate places, and so you would need to apply that and say that's also a prophecy. Um, and so, and, and we also we also talked in Second Chronicles thirty five eighteen. It says that David never even kept the Passover. So if he was supposed to be the fulfillment of the right. root of David, well, how come David never even kept the Passover? Second Chronicles thirty five eighteen. Not only that, but they you know, said this is the sure the sign. Of Israel taken it. They said that's the sure sign by which we right. can recognize the prophetical King David is that he will establish a Passover. But mm -hmm. why is that the sure sign? Why is that right. the, the key identifying factor when the actual David never kept the Passover? <laughs> so great point. Right. Right. And so, still a man after God's own heart. Yep. So one more yeah. thing, Kelsey. Yeah, I'll, I'll turn God's own heart. And, and yeah, 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 a man after God's Passover. own heart who didn't keep Passover. <laughs> so apparently, you can be after <laughs> right. God's own heart without keeping Passover. Not keep Passover, yeah. Um, but the point of, of bringing up the fig tree in the forty year real quick is just to say, like, you guys are putting so much stock on these things. You know, I would almost guarantee, probably, if I got in a conversation, a one on one conversation with you as a member, and said, "Why do you believe?" Ong Song Hong is God. Like you're, you're giving your life away to this dead South Korean man. Um, why? Most likely, there's a good chance you're going to bring up one of those two or or another prophecy, but probably one of those two. Um, and so, what I would challenge you to do is just step back and consider: Are these even prophecies in the first place? Like, did the Bible ever intend there to be a forty-year prophecy? And and if so. Show me where in the Bible it says that the Christ, that the Messiah, when he came, would would reign for 40 years. Just because David reigned for 40 years, again, it was divided into separate uh, time. It wasn't a full 40 years over the, the, the same place. Um, just because David did that, you can't just assume that, that, therefore, that's a prophecy that Christ would do that. Moses went into the wilderness for 40 years. Does that mean... Uh, you know, by your logic, that must mean that that's a prophecy that when Christ comes, he would have to live in the wilderness for 40 years before he started his ministry in the same pattern as Moses. So you're just mm -hmm. picking and choosing examples from the Bible and saying, oh, this one's a prophecy. But here's another terrible, example terrible that's almost exactly the same. We're not going to call this a prophecy for whatever reason. 
So stop and think about this. Yeah. Why you're putting so much stock on prophecies that these prophecies prove Ong Song Hong. Well, first of all, you got to prove that these are pro prophecies in the first place. It, it, like, at least for, for your own sake, figure out why you believe in the first place that these are even prophecies. Because um, I don't think they are. We have to look at uh, Hebrews 9.28 before we finish looking at this, because that's their other big passage they want to use. Mm -hmm. And uh, Okay. You know, let's I, have Kelsey make her book. comment that you wanted to say, and then let's go to Hebrews 9.28, and then we'll... we'll um, oh, yeah, yeah, she has something. Well, so um, I thought I had something, but I think I am okay now. Okay. Um, I want. Yeah, I'm okay now. All right. So one of the big proof texts they use beside the Root of David... They love using Hebrews 9.28, and this is a classic example of how not to read the Bible. And I'll just read the verse, and I just love the time that, you know, Kelsey was on the show before I joined you guys, and she kind of read the passage in context and goes, oh my gosh, look at that. I never read it that way before. And I'll just read it, and I'll let Kelsey comment on that. Um, so Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, I'm reading the New American Standard, will be, appear a second time for salvation without reference to sin to those who eagerly await him. Mm -hmm. And Kelsey, you know, they just love to use that passage, right, to show yeah. how he's coming twice. Mm -hmm. Why don't you really quick explain how they use it and then what you notice to make sure that how this verse is completely butchered. Well, how they use it, they, you know, they would say, you know, Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. You know, that was Jesus when he died on the cross 2,000 years ago. But it says, and he will appear, meaning the same Jesus who died on the cross 2,000 years ago, he's going to appear a second time. But not to bear sin, but to bring what? Salvation. So the same Jesus who appeared 2,000 years ago, he will come again and he will bring us salvation. But it says to those who, yeah, that, that's how they would explain it. They would stop there and they would explain it. They kind of stop right? there. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is you got to read a little bit <laughs> further. detail. He will bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. But who is waiting for Ansung Home? Right? Nobody. Nobody yeah. was waiting for Ansung Home. The translations right? I read say those who are eagerly, eagerly, eagerly yeah. waiting for him. Yeah, nobody, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but according according to the WMSCOG, the truth has been lost at that point. When Ong Song Hong came onto the yes. scene, the truth was lost. The church was in darkness. Nobody knew the truth. That's what. That's the point. That's the whole emphasis of why Ong Song Hong yeah. had to come back to restore the truth. Mm -hmm. So if nobody had the truth, if nobody was in the truth, who are these who are eagerly waiting for the appearing of Second Coming yeah. Christ? Nobody. Um, nobody. Yeah. That that verse that's one of their main proof texts. Well, and also, and also think about it. It says, it says to those who are eagerly those who are eagerly waiting for second coming Christ. Right? If you understand in the sense that you know general Christians, right? They wait for the appearance of second coming Christ. They have a different understanding of the appearance of second coming Christ. But you know they are waiting, you know, for Christ to come again. Right? But none of those people, most most of those people, did not do not believe in Unsung Home. Right, they should mm -hmm. have been the first in line to get that salvation from Ansung Hong. But from my experience in the World Mission Society Church of God, most of the people who join um, either have no background in the Bible, or maybe they grew up a certain yeah. religion, but again, are not literate right. in the Bible. And so, 
I can tell you right now, those waiting for him to come a second time, most of them didn't get it. There were yeah. people waiting in the, you know, 60s and 70s, but they didn't get Baptist it. church, whatever. Yeah, they should have been first in line according to this verse. Yep. Right? But yep. But anyway, there's bottom line is there's nobody waiting for him back in 48 whatsoever. And there's no proof <laughs> that he was the even Passover. There's no proof he was baptized in 1948 as well. Right. So, Which is or 54. Uh, whole issue in itself. Yeah. So, well, I mean, well, it's, more. It's, yes, I mean sorry. There, there's there's some kind <clears throat> of, you know, it, it is written down and recorded that he was baptized in 1954, but, you know, that's what, you know, that was recorded that he yeah. was baptized after the fact, but it is a record. <coughs> and it's a, it's a handwritten record that um, has not been changed, you can see within the picture. So um, that's the only kind of proof as to anything related to his baptism <coughs> that exists. And, again, nothing exists concerning 1948. Yep. So Jesus, in contrast... Um, first performed miracles, signs, and and things that you would expect from one who is supposedly God. Um, and so if the WMSCOG, again, going back to what we started with, if they say, oh, well, signs and wonders is a sign of false prophets, well, I'd say, again, so is teaching. So by that standard, if you're gonna if you're gonna say me requesting signs and wonders is to request the sign of a false prophet, I would say, well, for you to request Bible teaching, then correct Bible teaching is to re also request right. the sign of a false prophet, because false prophets right. don't just do signs and wonders. False prophets teach. In fact, it's their teaching that is that is, you know, biblically I think more dangerous, more deceptive than the signs and wonders. It's, what's their, it's what they're teaching that causes the signs and wonders to be so uh, deceptive. And so, but Jesus did true miracles, healed, uh, raised people from the dead, things like that. Th th things that attested to the fact that he was more than just a man. Um, great claims, extraordinary claims, I think it's fair to say uh, require or deserve extraordinary uh, evidence. And so, mm -hmm. Aung San Hong did no miracles, Jesus did. Uh, Jesus fulfilled real Bible prophecies, right? In contrast to the, the made up, invented prophecies that the, the WMSCOG just pulls out of the Bible. Um, or or leverages from other churches, like the coming from the East, leverage from the uh, Moon Sam Young's church. Coming in the clouds, leverage yep. from that church as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. So ahead, Jesus, Steve. like I was just saying to say, so Jesus, for example, look at the difference between Jesus and Nansen Hong. It was prophesied that Jesus would be born of a virgin, born in Jerusalem, sold for 30 pieces of silver. He would be pierced. You know, I mean, you've got like Isaiah 7, 14, 9, 6, 11, 1, uh, Micah 5, 2, Psalm 22, uh, Isaiah 53. You have all these classic passages, you know, Zechariah. Um, before crucifixion was even invented yet, you know, by the Romans, they would talk about how he'd be pierced. Um, and, you know, all these different prophecies, hundreds of them fulfilled for Christ with great detail. And you find nothing, anything like it for Anzong Hong. They basically, we said earlier, they kind of read back into the text and try to find the things that support him, like looking for the, the stuff of the East or, uh, 
all all the prophecy made is completely different story about Christ. You know how how everything was predicted right from Book of Genesis chapter three, mm-hmm. all the way you know three fifteen and on. Yep, and then the most most importantly, Jesus rose from the dead. Was dead for three days, buried and rose from the dead, and not not just as this claim that's made about him, but there's actually like pretty compelling historical evidence that that suggests that that uh, crazy claim is valid. And so I want to read really quick um, Acts. Uh, where is it? Let me see here. Oh, actually, I have it written down. So Acts 17.31 says, For he, God, God has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. And then Acts 1.3 says, After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. So, again, to contrast Jesus and Ong Song Hong, Jesus rose from the dead, provides convincing proof. When this was when the book of Acts was written, it seemed like it was it was just common knowledge that something had happened with Jesus, that his body was not available, that it was gone, and that not only that, but you know, you read like 1 Corinthians uh, 15, where Paul's talking about uh, the the witnesses who saw Jesus, the witnesses, uh, the disciples uh, who personally saw him and, and met with him after his death. And so, unlike Ong Sung Hong, Jesus gave evidence, proof of who he was. Um, and so, it is not it's not evil or sinful or or uh, a characteristic of a false prophet to request that if one is going to claim or be claimed about to be Christ come again, God in the flesh, to ask for or or desire some sort of evidence for that. Go go read through the Gospel of John and see how over and over Jesus says things like this. He says, uh, believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on account of the works themselves. And then again in John 10, 38, he says, if I do them, even if you do not believe me, believe the works. So Jesus is constantly calling attention to the fact that he's he's doing things to prove who he is. He's not just saying, mm-hmm. believe me because I say it. And if you don't, yeah. you know, you're going to hell because you're just hard hearted and you're just deceived by Satan, you know, gaslighting type stuff. He didn't do that. He said, look, guys, look at what I'm doing. If you don't believe what I'm saying, at least believe the works that I've shown you. Hong Zhang Hong did nothing like that. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the did Jesus lived a perfect sinless life. Yes, yeah, that was he the was last perfect, sinless life. He performed miracles. I think the Jewish signs of like the Messiah would be he'd raise the dead, he cast out demons and heal lepers. And it's like, look at the miracles. Beside raising from the dead, you know, where's Ansong Hong's miracles like that too? You yep. know, what a different caliber of Messiah. He's just like a, a man who came, a sinful man who died, stayed dead in his grave. Uh, he's got a gravestone marking where he is that says Elijah on it. He didn't ascend like the real Christ. He didn't live a perfect, sinless life. You know, he had children. He lived a regular human life, born as a 
Buddhist, grew up a Seventh-day Adventist, which is a false religion too. So he's gone through two false religions. Then he started a third one, made false prophecies, uh, a completely different character than Christ, who's the maker of this world. Yep. So his Jesus had a superior moral character, I would say, obviously, to Aung San Hong. Um, you can find and also just, just like like with people like Joseph Smith or Muhammad or other false prophets, you can if you you can dig up dirt on these guys. You can always dig up dirt on them. You can dig up dirt on on Aung San Hong. You you can't do that yeah. with Jesus. What were and, you gonna say, and Kelsey? And also, uh, Jesus preached to homeless people and prostitutes, and on some <laughs> church, you can't. You're not allowed to preach right. to yeah. to homeless people. Superior and also, I, mean, I remember one time I was, yeah, I remember one time I was preaching to a, a woman who was. Um, I had met her at a mall, and she was, I guess, part-time like burlesque dancer. But she accepted the church 100%, but the church wouldn't baptize her unless she quit that job. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, just saying, that's another difference. So, Kelsey, I think if, of when you say that passage, you know, Ray Jordan, where, you know the passage in Matthew 25 where it goes, unless you do this the least of these? That's mm -hmm. kind of like the homeless people, you know, people had no food to drink and you bring them, you know, water in Christ's name or, you know, stuff, you know, visit them in prison, you know, this like right. the homeless people, you know, that's who Christ said, go out in the highways and byways and all that. And, yep. you know, here's the church tells you not to preach uh, disabled or homosexuals mm -hmm. or, or people are disabled. The people really need the Lord. Yep. Yeah. And right. it's not even just, it's not even just don't baptize these people. It's don't even preach to them at all. Um, I mean, I've seen people come into the church that um, are transgender or, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community. And what happens is, is because like um, someone will bring them in, a leader will see and they say that um, they'll, they'll send somebody else to check and see if they really are transgender or if they, you know, really are like, you know, LGBTQ. Um, and then they will do whatever they can to get that person to leave. They'll, they'll physically walk them out of the church. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. Yep. What a difference like, between the gospel. Yeah. What a so difference. Yeah. They're not even given a chance to, to listen to the the sermons. They just immediately taken out. False church. But yet they want to preach to 7 billion people. Um, but they, there's Minus. certain people that they won't do it to. So <laughs> right. you'll never see a disabled leader in the church. Yep. Um, it's just the, the yep. way the World Mission Society Church of God is. Yeah. So, so and we even have it recorded on one of the live videos that we did with a member. I mean, he acknowledged that they don't preach yeah. to homeless people. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. We've heard it from a lot mm -hmm. of people. Um, yeah. So if God came as a man, what would you expect that to look like? That's a question I'd, as, as we wrap this up, I'd challenge everybody to think about. What would you expect that to look like? Like a stop and actually be honest with yourself and say, again, this is something you're giving your life to. What, you know, I'm, I'm staking my life on, on this belief that this Korean man is God. If God came into this world as a man, what do I think that would be like? What would that look like? Um, it, again, if you look at Jesus, what you see is like this, this Jewish man who lived 2000 years ago is, is arguably the most influential person in human history and all like what all of Western civilization as we know it is, is basically the way it is 
um, because of this Jewish man who lived 2,000 years ago. So many things that have developed, like art and, and medicine, uh, uh, science, things like that. That The calendar, right, your calendar is based upon the 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 birth of this Jewish man. You know, you, you kind of look at that, you look at the effects of Jesus on the world, and and it at least should should make one, I think, stop and pause and say, like, what's going on here with this person? Uh, you look at that, and then you 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 also add to that the the moral superiority of this this man, as we've talked about. But then you look at Ong Song Hong, and in what way? Again, I know you're immediately going to say, "Well, prophecy, 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 prophecy." Well, I don't think the prophecies are as compelling or convincing as you think, and I think a lot of the prophecies that you are again basing your belief system on are not prophecies at all that's something hopefully we can i'd love to just do a, a video or even a series going through the supposed Aung Song Hong prophecies but what would you expect god coming into the world to look like and does Aung Song Hong in any way uh uh meet that criteria of what you think it should look like when you compare it to what jesus's um life and his impact on the world looks like there's just no comparison. There's nothing more significant about Aung San Hong than there is about Joseph Smith or Muhammad or uh, the Xinjiangji pastor, whatever his name is, uh, Lee Man He or something Trump like that. I can't remember his name. Lee Man Lee. Um, yeah. But the Aung San Hong is a false Jesus who cannot save, bottom line. You know, we, I already, you know, I showed you the verse in 2 Corinthians, and there's false Christs out there, and the false Christ cannot save. So just really want to encourage everyone who's watching this to really test this. Like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, he said, whom do men say that I am? You know, and some say that you're Elijah. Uh, some say, you know, all these different things. But, you know, it's important that you have the right Jesus. You don't have a false Jesus, a false Christ, a false Messiah, because that's Jesus cannot save. And, you know, look at Matthew chapter 16. I, I talk about this verse a lot. Where Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will prevail, not prevail against it. Well, in the church of God, as you know, right, Kelsey, the church, the, the gates of hell did prevail against the true church. The true church was lost for decades and decades. There was a dark ages. But Jesus promised that the gates of hell would never prevail against his church and the true church would stand. And who are you going to believe there? Are you going to believe Jesus or are you going to believe, you know, Kim Jules Kim? Uh, uh, well, you know, when he says, you know, that the true church disappeared during the dark ages, it had to be restored by the church of God. Jesus promised that would never happen. And I put my faith in him. And and also, um, if, you know, the the church, if someone is, a, is, a, is, you know, the true Christ, right, the church shouldn't have to work so hard to cover up anything about that person or what they said or what right. they did what they right? taught but moving yeah, chapters from or, his yeah book. what they taught yeah like the the world mission society church of god has had to do serious damage control over you know on some homes books over their past teachings so that in and of itself should show the validity of you know their organization right. but also it should show that you know on some home he is not second coming christ he is not christ he is just a man who makes mistakes like all of us yeah can you imagine well said and 
if you were, you know, going to a church and they're teaching from the pulpit saying, you know, Jesus claimed to be God and he performed miracles and he did um, many things to to love the, the, the poor and the broken. And, and that's those were the things they were teaching you. But then you discover that they've actually been, you know, they have this whole other book that, that is clearly it was written by Jesus, say. Say there, there were three chapters written by Jesus, but they were mm-hmm. hiding those. And then you found out that in those chapters, Jesus was clearly saying, mm-hmm. I never did miracles. That's not the point why I came. I'll never do miracles. I don't even know how. I can't do it. Uh, con- completely contradicting what you've been being taught. Um, you would say, okay, something's up here. Uh, this this is kind of looking scammy. Uh, and there's, there's mm-hmm. probably a reason they remove those chapters because it doesn't fit the agenda of what they're trying to teach me. And that is exactly that that scenario is exactly what is happening to you guys as members of the world mission society church of god um you got this guy who supposedly is god christ come again and like kelsey said your organization has to constantly try to cover things up remove chapters from his book remove teachings that contradict their agenda and what they want you to believe about him and what he taught um complete night and day difference between um, Ong Song Hong and Jesus. If half of what we said is true today, you've got a problem. If a quarter, if 10% of what we say today is true, yeah, great point. there's a huge problem. 